Today's show is going to be a little bit different. Last weekend, businesses all around the country opened their doors again for the first time since March. One of our producers, Asia Fuchs, spent the last week following three iconic businesses on one street in London's East End. A cafe, a pub and a barber shop. You're listening to Stories of Our Times from The Times and The Sunday Times. I'm Manveen Rana, but fortunately, you won't be hearing much from me. Today, open for business in Bethnal Green. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Asya. I'm a producer on this podcast and I live in Bethnal Green. Our first stop is I Polici, a tiny Italian cafe that serves a great English breakfast. Oh, we can't wait to get in there and love the food, you know. Yeah, so good. That was what it sounded like just before 9 a.m. on Saturday morning. Anna Serino and her brother Nebbio Polici have been holding down the fort during the pandemic. The people queuing up outside are regulars. There's Norman. Oh, yes. It's good to be back. It's good to be home. He's 80, and he ordered spaghetti for breakfast. Oh, absolutely. Polici's has been around for over a century, and it's been run by the same family throughout. It's seen a lot. Two world wars, the rise of London's criminal networks, the Cray twins used to hold court here. More recently, gentrification swept through the neighborhood, making it pretty unrecognizable. And now, COVID-19. I spoke to Anna last week when they were still just serving takeaways. The date today is, I'm not even sure, is it the 30th of June? The 30th of June, 2020. 
half the year's gone and it doesn't even feel like it's started yet. So I'm the daughter and the granddaughter of the original owners. Currently my brother and myself run it together with our lovely mum, but she isn't here at the minute, obviously, because she's almost 80. She lives around the corner. She's still prepping bits and pieces for us. She still every day is making us lovely homemade jam tarts, um, like chocolate biscottini, bread pudding. We've got a lovely apple pie just come out of her oven at home. But um, she misses it a lot. She does miss it a lot. So yeah, we're, we're managers Nev at the minute. I'm the director, Nev's just the manager. So we've been here 120 years. Our grandparents came over the beginning the 1900s, started working here, it was like a little cafe. Our father and seven other siblings were born upstairs in these two tiny rooms. We were in here every morning before school, every morning after school, we would eat as if when my grandma was alive, the local priest would be down, my uncles, they, we would have like a table out the back there because the kitchen was tiny then. And um, we'd have like a big salotto, living room out the back there. We'd have about 15, 20 of us out the back every night. And it's nice, people say, oh, you're really confident. We're really confident in here because we've grown up with this being kind of our living room. Does that make sense? So it's like, it's almost inviting people into your house, you know, and, and that's what's lovely, you know? So it used to be more of a tobacconist, you sell tea and coffee, cakes, maybe egg and chips. Da -da. So it wasn't until after the Second World War, that kind of time, that they maybe started doing spaghetti bologna or something like that. And I remember even 25 years ago, someone had ordered a spaghetti bolognese. It goes, is there any garlic in that? Don't want any of that foreign stuff in it. You know how people, and my mum goes, just tell them there's no garlic in it. They don't know. <laughs> one of our customers years ago, Bobby Cummings, yeah. he's dead now, but he's like, he's one of our regular customers. He was allergic to he, garlic, not really. He, he would take, they go to Spain every year, his wife would take bread and cheese to Spain, and that's all he'd eat all the whole week he was in Spain was cheese sandwiches. Because he didn't like no foreign food. So, the, and it'd be really simple, like pie and mash, but I always say it's nice because it's pie and mash made with an Italian hand, see, like, because a lot of people making pie mash, I can't say what type, but probably just stick gravy and salt and pepper in it. But our mum, like being Italian, everything's got celery, carrots, onions, garlic, a little bit of wine, da, 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 you know, so it always tastes nice. And then She made me a sauce Sunday. Why does she always make him a sauce? Because he's the only boy she and he's the youngest. We call him King Farouk. I'm not joking. We call him Palledoro, which means golden balls. Look, I didn't get any bloody sauce made for me. Uh, do you know what I got? I got a freshly cooked beetroot. Yeah, bit different. Oh, I did. I got fucking freshly cooked beetroots, and he got homemade sauce. We do golden balls now. over there. He gets everything made from because he's a boy. He's a boy. My mum still goes now. My own, own mask. He's a boy. And I said, yeah, but mum, he's 43 or 44, whatever he is. But I don't suppose that'll ever change. When lockdown happened, we closed a few days before the official lockdown. And it got really scary really quickly. So my brother and my mum really were the ones to kind of make the decision, right, we'll close. We're so used to working consistently all the time. It was like, oh my God, it just stopped, you know? I was worried and bless my mum, she's always glass half full, I'm always glass half empty. And, you know, she reminded us that we'd been blessed for many, many, many years of like, you know, working well, working well, working well. And that every now and again, something like this comes along and we've got to swallow it up and just kind of get on with it and get ready for when, please God, we could open again. So I think we had six weeks off, six, seven weeks off we closed and said, come, let's start trying to do some kind of takeaway. We noticed a few places were. And that's actually been really, really lovely. I mean, it's not what we're used to doing, but um, people have been so supportive and it's just at the minute, it's sustaining us, it's keeping us going, it's paying everyone's wages, it's covering our overheads. People, you know, kept asking us, when are you coming back? When are you coming back? When are you coming back? And it was, you know, it was a joy just to see everybody again. It really, really was. And to find out how people were doing and, you know, it might just be like, we know loads of people that are just living on their own or might be, you know, we get so many kind of odds and sods and every quirky kind of, you know, and we get a lot of people that 
I reckon when they go by, I reckon nobody else probably says hello to them or whatever because they think, oh, she's a bit weird or he's a bit weird. But they're our mates and we don't care. It's a joy for us to see them and they lighten our day up. And hopefully, I'm getting a bit emotional now, but that's been the nicest part of being back. Definitely been worth doing. There you go. <laughs> but this, so as I was just saying, and right on cue, Phil with his one leg in his yellow battered scooter has just turned up and stuck his middle finger up at us. And I'm smiling because I know you mean it with love. You mean it with love, yeah. didn't you, Phil? Yeah. What? Oh, he's bought flowers. Oh, bless. Don't let my husband... No, stop swearing, Phil. We're on the news. My husband thought you was his mate. He gave me a bloody key He only gave me a key ring. We're such a tiny environment, and our kind of, you know, one of our favourite things is, like, you know, we're very tactile, and it's kind of saying hello to everyone, but we're going to have to, obviously, none of that's going to happen. So what we're planning on doing, we usually have four tables outside, so we're only going to have two, one on either side. Inside, we've managed to do a metre and a half between each table. Um, we can only have four tables as opposed to seven. We're going to be wearing gloves and masks. I still don't know how affected that is, but I think it might make customers feel safer or... We'll see. All the cleaning products, which we've got in front of us here, you can see they all have to adhere to... There's like, for example, an EN1276 code, you know, to show that it kills viruses like a viricide and bacterial. We will be putting a rotor in there. And also I'm going to leave one of those in there with disposable tissue and say to people, like, I don't know how to phrase it yet, but basically take it upon yourselves before you, and after you're using the handle and the loose seat, give it a wipe with this antivirus stuff. You know, I mean, if it was me, I would definitely do it. We're telling everyone, please be mindful, stand apart from each other. And you do get those people, ah, it's all rubbish, da 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 And I was like, well, you might think it's rubbish, but the person next to you might not. And my, so we've got to just hope that there'll be, you know, not that have that kind of bravado, kind of like, oh, I'm all right, Jack, sod you. That's what I'm nervous about, you know, because we've never done... But then I suppose everyone's in the same boat, aren't they? We're all in the same boat, and we've all got to trust each other a little bit, I suppose. Come in and sit down. So there are rules, and I, I'm kind of underprepared by only by about four minutes. But I'm like well done. I feel like I'm from flash dance. I didn't start well. But it's already getting quite sweaty under here and misty as well. So I'm not sure about the combination of the both mask and visor. That's the Marquis of Cornwallis pub around noon on Saturday. It's an old boozer on Bethnal Green Road. Not far from Polici's. It's been around since the 18th century, and it was another Cray Twins haunt. They used to live just around the corner. The picture of Reggie Cray's funeral still hangs outside the toilets. Now, Reggie Adams is the proprietor. He and his wife Hafsa have been running the place for the last three years. They live upstairs, above the pub, with their new baby. I've only been here, this is my third year here. So I'm relatively new to the area, but saying that, you know, already I feel like at the centre of the community. If I walk down to the supermarket, I'll stop and chat with half a dozen people on the way. It's like a, it becomes like a small village. 
There's people that have been drinking here for, and they remind us, you know, especially at uh, closing time when we say, well, this is the licensing law and everything. They remind us that they've been drinking here for 40 years. You know, 40 years ago, they used to have a lock-in and things like that. They made the announcement in the daytime, I think it was about three o'clock, and we thought, oh, okay, oh, that's sudden. We were, we were expecting to close perhaps a week later. And the advice was to close down as soon as possible. I mean, we thought, well, we'll see the night through. We'll close down at the end of the night. But then we started getting sort of messages from the local licensing, from the, the company that we partner with here, the pub company, saying how they interpreted the, the message, the Prime Minister, was that we should really close as soon as we were physically able to. So just call last orders. There was really a few hours that we sort of interpreted that. We was just confirming, do you think it's now? Should we, should we do it now? And then, yeah, once we realised we had to close, we, we just had to announce it to everybody. Sorry, they're making us close. Uh, we have to, we're obliged to. Everyone has to drink up. And I think it was got, got to about, it was about 7.30, I think we, we closed in the end. It was quite, it was sort of jovial, but there, there was a sort of nervousness, a butterfly in your stomach kind of nervousness about, you know, what is this new world that we're entering here? Just a few days after the close down, my wife and I both showed symptoms of COVID-19. With me, it lasted a few days, but with my wife, it, it stayed and she just got worse and worse. We were phoning 111 often a few times, but the third time she got on the phone and they could hear that she was really struggling to breathe. And, you know, we told them that she was, but at that time, seven months pregnant. So they, they just said, OK, we'll, we'll send a, an ambulance team round and check you out. And then they turned up and thought they'd take her straight into hospital. And then the next day, the, the doctor said, look, you know, we're, the best thing is to give you a cesarean now. So we look after the baby, you know, in an incubator and look after you so we can give you the drugs, put you on the ventilator and everything. So they were separated on, you know, what well, the baby was born by cesarean on April the 2nd. She went in on April the 1st and they gave her a cesarean on, on April the 2nd. Obviously I had to stay at home. I mean, I, could, I couldn't go with her or hold her hand or anything. They, they told her that when they, they're gonna put her to sleep for the cesarean and then they're gonna keep her asleep they're going to keep her asleep because that will be the best thing for the ventilator. The ventilator had to be, you know, in, in her throat. She gave me a call in the morning and she was so worried. I'd never seen her so worried. And, yeah, so then she was asleep for about a month. Yeah, and her condition went down and down and down. And she couldn't take any oxygen through her lungs. You know, we're talking about a 32-year-old woman, very healthy, you know, she's, she dances, she's, you know, there's no conditions at all. She was pregnant, but she was a very healthy pregnancy. There was, she didn't have any high blood pressure or anything like that. But having caught the virus, she just hit her so bad, her lungs were completely congested and then really deteriorating, still deteriorating, no good news. It was, and it was down, down, down all the way. And we, we, we just, we were, I just thought we were losing her, really. I mean, you know, and you go through all kinds of processes. But there, there was a time that I was thinking, what if she doesn't come home? And it, and it was playing on my mind. 
and there was a day where I was feeling a little bit stronger and I, I made I sort of wrote a list of what if she doesn't come home what would I need to do and it was a very matter-of-fact kind of list of all the things I'd have to do all the people I'd have to contact all the arrangements I'd have to make so although you know this was a list you just sort of don't want to think about as soon as I wrote that list I sort of put it in a drawer and closed the drawer and the days after that I just think well I don't have to think about I don't have to dwell on that anymore I only have to think she's going to come home and start planning and imagining that because I everything negative is on that list and that's in a drawer and it doesn't have to be dealt with until it has to, you know, until that moment that it, that it has to. I had to be sort of isolated from the baby for two weeks. So I couldn't visit the baby for two weeks. And then I went to the hospital every day to look after the baby. And then the baby came home with me also after three weeks. So that was, you know, late, late April. So it was just me and the baby. And, you know, you know, having a, your baby with you, of course, that's that's always good. But it was just double edged because it was you, we were just completely worried about her mother. When we closed the bar, our intention was to keep in touch with everybody, see if there's anything we could do, you know, as, as the heart of the community to help our community. But as it turned out, it was like all the community were more worried about me or us generally, you know. And, and everybody, there was postcards through the door, people were dropping off, you know, knitting baby outfits and all that kind of thing. So there was an outpouring from, from everybody to uh, make sure that we were okay. So it was, we were okay at home, but my wife continued to demise really in, in hospital. So it got, you know, really at the lowest point that it could get. And then, you know, they altered a few things. There were just a few signs that she was getting better. There was enough oxygen started to get through her lungs. And then suddenly it was all changed from there. She came home a couple of weeks ago. But she's really, yeah, she's really learning to walk again, you know, getting around the house, doing what she can to look after the baby. But, yeah, it's a case of looking after her and the baby sometimes. We're reopening, but not as not as we've ever been before. We're reopening with lots of conditions. It's not going to be anything like the capacity we we've used to do. We're not going to have it. You know, my wife used to DJ here on the on the Friday and Saturday and things like that. And so we won't be having any DJ or entertainment as we used to. Unfortunately, we won't be able to have our meat raffle. On a, the meat raffle on a Sunday was a highlight of the week. It was always a busy time. But we won't be able to do that. There's just, we can't meet the conditions. We're putting the meat raffle on hold for the moment. I'm excited for opening on the 4th. I, I, I'm excited to see the people. I mean, it's not like we haven't seen them out on the street. But to see them here, to see some of them together, it's, it's going to be great. And it's going to be hopeful. There's going to be some that are getting confused about what the rules are, what they can and can't do, but we try and make it as clear as possible. We've always been fairly strict here on, on how much uh, people drink. But, yeah, probably even more so now, we're going to have to be a little bit more wary of, of how much people are drinking, and, and especially if, if they start forgetting the rules 
and, and and if they're not happy about being reminded of the rules we're then gonna have to call time on people <laughs> which which is always a bit of fun i i'll actually be meeting and greeting people on the door so when people arrive i'll have to take them through a sort of five point thing of what the rules are you know the, the fact that i'll have to allocate them a table for, for a start and I, i'll have to remind them they have to sort of stay at their table keep their distance when you're ready to pop the question the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring at blue you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online choose your diamond and setting when you found the one you'll get it delivered right to your door Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hello, I'm Asma Mir, and if you enjoy the Stories of Our Times podcast, make a mental note to catch my breakfast programme with Stig Abel on Times Radio. Wherever you are in the world, join us as we talk to special guests about everything you need to know for the day ahead. Listen to our morning show for free on DAB Radio, your smart speaker, online at times.radio and via our Times Radio app. Every Monday to Thursday, 6am to 10am on Times Radio. Know your times. Look at your hair so long. I know. Oh, I'm going four months. Oh my god, that is. I'm gonna charge you double, mate. <laughs> See, this is why I like my barber. He remembers my hair all the time. <laughs> now, down the street, a little closer to Brick Lane, is Ali's barber shop. Two brothers, Mosh and Ali, have been running the place since the early 2000s. Every single client I spoke to on Saturday wanted to tell me how they'd been coming there since they were kids and how now they like to bring their own kids there. One man even tried to convince me he'd been getting his hair cut at Ollie's for 30 years. That's nearly 10 years longer than the place had been open. I talked to Mosh last week. He was getting some building work done ahead of the reopening. My name is Mohsin and today is Thursday, so we'll be back on 4th of July, Saturday. 
one day to go to come to the back to the barber show my business yes i'm owner of Fali's barber we've been here for when we started in 2003 or 4 i was quite young <laughs> i think i was i can't even remember probably 18 19 year we used to do a lot of patterns a lot of bangladeshi client they used to do a lot of patterns and stuff they used to do nike and like popper designs like rollers but trend is changing now is more comb over like skin fade we like skin fade like fade is good you know they have skin on bottom and longer on top some of the customer have been coming here for so long i go one guy he's a teacher okay he's pe teacher we give him very good discount price wise he comes sunday tuesday yes and thursday so every 2 3 day you know little bit stubborn come up he need to get, take this off if i show you my phone here yeah, on my whatsapp how many time he he called me today as well and he whatsapp me just say oh mosh i'm missing you lot so much but i gave him very good advice i gave him you know the skin zero we use very good one i told him to buy that and i told him use one blade all over and just side just keep cleaning it so i think he's doing it probably is horrible but he just want to see his skin in it <laughs> 23rd or 24th March I remember I was here at 8 o'clock says from tomorrow it's going to be locked down plug everything off we, we thought it's going to be two weeks you know and then we didn't even plug few things off we thought we're going to come back and then we can do it but we waited week two weeks it's turned into four weeks turned into five six then till now I don't know because a lot of people I seen some of them they had a haircuts you know that was a bit you can see my hair cut probably they can't see it, but look at my hair how long is that i normally used to have zero on my sides you know everyone had a hair cut i was walking today and everybody had a hair cut i asked them where do you had a hair cut they say they've been going on gumtree there's a facebook they they special is like a covid barber some of them obviously they don't want to hurt me and they goes to me oh yeah 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 uh, oh, my brother did it i can tell look i've been doing hair cut for so long I can tell what is professional what is not professional and then I just told them I said no no I know you had a mobile barber but don't worry make sure when we open you come back everybody had a fresh haircut is this four month if you have a target if you know okay it's going to open 4th of July or if you knew that it was going to open 5th of 15th of June it's different it's, you make mind it's just like okay we opening coming back on 15th of May no no two weeks okay we're coming back 1st of June no 15 of june no then finally barber is the last one 4th of july it's just you know your body because we are working people like we like working we like getting people here talking to them you know the timing is so long and you just we feeling little like how is going to be because when customer gonna come in just imagine someone coming in someone cough what are we going to do like it's just just imagine it's just it's is kind of scary as well but we're so excited hopefully we'll be all right we're planning a very good system so first of all i bought this lot of stuff i bought this new sheets uh, i bought new like can you can see the box here automatic hand sanitizer so the first question when gonna customer coming i'm gonna ask him come on you have a cough are you been coughing or you have flu or something someone said okay Yeah, I'm okay. That's fine. Come in. <laughs> and we have a uh, disposable towels now. 
And let me show you something new we have. So let me show you. So we have this special gun now. So we put it there. So we don't need to use the cloth gun. So we're gonna use this special gown. They already been booking, they've been messaging me on Instagram. Some people, I'm, I'm sorry to say that I'm ignoring them. I don't want too many people on Saturday. So I'm gonna few come on Saturday, a few people come on Sunday, and then like this, you know, I don't wanna like even kill myself to get this. So many people on Saturday and then Sunday I don't come back to work. <laughs> so yeah, I'm very excited. It's gonna be a good feeling to see after four months, you know, regular. I wanna come, out, basically I wanna come, my life to be regular like i come in the shop say hello hi cut my hair see the news sit down talk i want to be normal back to normal life you know i can't wait <laughs> we already put this one sheet on so i'm gonna do like four more sheets today and we're gonna take these sit seats off so no one allowed to sit inside yeah so a lot of work to do <laughs> It's been a long few months for everyone, and Saturday was a pretty big day. There was a slight apprehension in the air, worries about being too busy or not being busy enough, worries they weren't getting all the rules just right, and how they'd convince their customers to follow them. But mostly, all three places were just so happy to see everyone again. It felt like the start of something. I want to get my friend an ice cream first. Six, it's suffocating in here. At least it covers up my big nose. It's been lovely. I mean, it's by no means what we're used to on a Saturday, but it's been lovely. It's lovely seeing everybody. It's just nice having that interaction with people, even though it's not what we're used to. We're kind of used to giving people a hug and a kiss and a this and a that. But, do you know, just having a smile in your eyes and seeing them is nice enough for the minute. So, yeah, day at a time, that's all we can do. Now, I mean, we just have to say the two regular customers that we're out of capacity. You know, it's heartbreaking seeing our regulars walk away, you know, that we can't, we're open, but we can't accommodate them, you know. And they can see all, everyone else they know, from locals they know, it, it, through the window. <laughs> they can't come in. It's heartbreaking. Yeah, this, is, this is the best barber. This is my guy. I known him when he was young. Everyone, white. To the chair. And get ready for next one. Like you have to do so much, you know. Like it's not. It's not a normal. It's. It's not the same feeling, you know. Like normal, normal feeling. Yeah. It's not. Uh, yeah. I don't know why this happened. But what can we do? You know, life. It's like. Oh, I can't explain. You know. <laughs> You've been listening to Stories of Our Times with me, Manveen Rana, and my guests, Anna Serino of E. Polici's, Reggie Adams, who runs the Marquis of Cornwallis, and Mohsin Hassan from Ali's Barbershop. 
They're all open now, so do swing by if you're in the neighbourhood. The producer on this episode was Asia Fuchs. The executive producer is Leo Hornack. And the deputy executive producer is Poppy Damon. Sound design was by Nicola Rolfast. Music by Breakmaster Cylinder. If you get a chance, please do leave us a review. We're available for free on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Acast and more. Also, you can keep up to date and well informed on coronavirus and so much more with a digital subscription to The Times and The Sunday Times. Visit thetimes.co.uk slash subscribe to find out more. See you soon. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.